Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, CB, and I'm so glad you're here. So again this week, we have a collaboration episode. I was um, a guest on one of my longest and nearest and dearest friends podcasts. It is entitled The Quiet Storm with Mr. Q, and we talked about our healing journeys and what that looks like, you know, for each individual and just the the highs and lows of, of healing. And so I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I hope that you can pull something out that will resonate with you and your journey. And I look forward to giving you more episodes like this. I'm thoroughly enjoying and learning so much from being guests on other um, people's podcasts. So I am honored that I am being asked to, you know, uh, to be guests on podcasts. And it's one that I do not take lightly. So without further ado, guys, The Quiet Storm with Mr. Q. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Man, welcome back to the man. I tell you, the quiet storm with Mr. Q. Um, man, I miss you guys this week. Um, it's been a whole week since I seen you guys. Last week's show was powerful. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. If you if you missed the uh, original show, make sure you catch it on the replay. Um, also, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube because you know you gotta get your boy up in his numbers and likes and everything. Um, we talked about a lot of powerful stuff the last show. Um, and you know, I just want to kind of piggyback off of that. We talked about mental health, the, uh, the importance of forgiving and things of that nature. Um, but we also had, you know, some heart to heart moments on there. So, um, you know, that's a really good, good set sign for, for us. So keep tuning in, keep telling your people to come join us. Um, like and subscribe again. Um, this is a Alec Legacy Media production, um, The Quiet Storm of Mr. Q. Again, um, so this week, my musical mood has been up and down all over the place, right? So, so far, you know, on this Wind Down Wednesday, I've been listening to like an old school Jamie Foxx playlist with uh, a few sprinkles of Maxwell, Tank, um, a little bit of uh, Jay Valentine. Um, ah, man, uh, Jay Holiday was on there. I mean, this has been all over the place, so it's been really good. Um, the Secret Garden even came on. It was a beautiful song. I love it. Um, even the even the remake, I like. I like it. I don't even know who the guy Omar Wilson is for real, but you know, 
um, my musical taste has been up and down all over the, over the last couple of months, man. But um, again, my mood this week has been real, real relaxed, chill vibes, man, enjoying myself. Um, so with that being said, um, I do have a vibe killer this week. And it stems from an incident that happened on Monday. Um, the person I won't name the name, of course, Agent Orange, the 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 forty fifth guy. Um, you know, like the fact that he's been so far above the law that now, when he gets raided, everybody thinks, "Oh, why him? Why him?" Listen, and the dude's a criminal. He's a professional criminal. He's going to always be a criminal. That's my perspective on it. That's my opinion. You might not share that same opinion, but I don't give a fuck. So with that being said, you know, I just say that your his supporters are just some of the craziest people, undercover racist, bar none, just really unrealistic people. They live on another planet compared to us. So if you encounter these people, be very careful, be weary, be careful, watch your families and things of that nature. Um, but I digress. My vibe killer is a person that I can't name, so I won't name him again, you know. Um, with that being said, man, um, I have a very special guest with me tonight, man. And like me and this person, we go back years and years and years. But uh, what I want to do is I want to introduce my my good friend, Candace Webb, CB. Um, you know, it's, you know, everybody else knows her CB from back in the day, but uh you know, she's um, the host of the uh, Lavender Woman's podcast, and she's going to join me tonight. And we're going to talk about some healing and we're going to talk about journeys and things of that nature. But without further ado, I'm going to bring my guest on. Go ahead, bring her on, man. Miss CB, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm well. How are you doing? I am awesome. I cannot complain at all. How, how um, How's the rest of your week been going? So, I mean, you know, this is Wind Down Wednesday, so hopefully you're able to de stress a little bit from the previous part of the week. Yeah, my week has been well, busy, but well so far. And I just wanted to say thank you for extending the invitation. I'm honored to be here. All right. Welcome. Again, you know, this is something that I probably wanted to do uh, when I first started doing the podcast again. So I definitely appreciate you accepting the invite. So outside of doing, you know, the Lavender Women's podcast, what else about you, uh, you know, sets you apart from everybody else? So let's go ahead and get back a little bit of backstory, if you don't mind. Where do I start? So... I wear many hats. Um, People call me a Jamaican because I have a lot of titles and a lot of jobs, but um, I do host an international podcast for women of color and people of color. I'm entitled The Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm also a mother to two teenage daughters. I work for local government. I have a small business that sells self-care items such as candles and journals and T-shirts and um, notebooks. I also um, am a writer, a poet. Hopefully by next year I'll be a published author because I'm working on a book. Beautiful. I mentor. I'm a public speaker and professional speaker. I, I do a lot of things. But above all, I am a Black woman. And I wear that hat first and I take that very seriously. And you should. And you should. And, and um. As a black man, I want to tell you that we we appreciate our black women, and you know we appreciate all women, but we definitely want to appreciate our black women because, you know, the stigma is that we we don't show enough love to the black women in our neighborhoods in our life. And at this point, I want to extend that olive branch to you, okay. and, and also, um, you mentioned uh, some of your products that you sell. 
Um, you said candles and you know self-care products and things of that nature. Um, we'll get back into that later on. I'm gonna you know tell you where you can post that for for people to go ahead and check it out. Um, but you know, like literally, man, like tonight is is one of those situations where um, you know we we have history where we go back to where you know we were in our preteen years at this point. I think when when we first met, and you know I've seen you grow from that person to this person now and the journey has been one of those journeys that um is definitely probably have taken more hurdles than most people would know about so i'm not going to ask you to give details about those things but what i'll ask you is um you know as a person that probably has experienced some things that most people really wouldn't know our our journey is about healing tonight so you, you did a podcast it was really powerful it was about it was about healing and how you get to the point of starting the healing process, right? And, you know, my first question to you is, how is it that you got to the point where you started to know that you needed to heal yourself? And what did you do to get to that point? Or what did you do when you got there? Because like the the events had to be happening for you to know that it was happening, but to understand that you needed to heal yourself, you had to be, outside of it for a second right so you have to see something outside of it so when did you get to that point and how how does how was that journey for you to get to that so my healing journey has been um it's been gruesome i think people think healing is like sunshine and flowers and it's not healing is painful like it's like growing pains and i don't know how many people experienced like physical growing pains as they were growing up, but I did. I'm, I'm rather tall for a female. And mm -hmm. so I literally experienced like physical growing pains as a child and they were very painful. They were debilitating. They were awful. That's kind of what healing feels like mm -hmm. um, for me. You, so you've known me since I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, as I transitioned through middle and high school, I was a mess. Like, if we just want to be honest and realistic, <laughs> I was horrible. I was not a good person oftentimes. Um, I made really bad decisions. I didn't really hang around people. I, like, I had a core group of friends that were really solid, and they were, like, a really good group of people. But mm -hmm. then I had another group that were just kind of influencing negative things in my life. Mm -hmm. so, I didn't get to my healing journey until I was 30. So this isn't like something that started when I was younger. No, I was this person for 75% of my life. And it's like, I got to the point at which I was just sick and tired of myself. Like right. that everybody else isn't the problem. Sis, I'm the problem. Like you are the problem. It's not this person. It's not that group of people. It's you. Yeah. So what are you? do about it and so once i realized that i was causing a lot of the pain that i was experiencing in my life i just took matters into my own hands and i can't take all the credit for that however um mm -hmm. it was my grandmother passing away that really like catapulted me into my healing journey because i grieved her so hard and for so long that mm -hmm. i suggested that i go to grief counseling and i was just like Okay, like I'll try my hand at it. I think I don't I don't need that. Like I don't need to go to therapy. Like I'm cool. But once I completed the grief counseling part, this mm -hmm. is like, so let's talk about childhood. And I'm like, I'm not here to talk about childhood. I'm here to talk about grief. 
Right. But I think you're doing better. So now let's try to peel back some of the layers that are there. And once we started doing that, it's when I realized that I was in a worse position than I ever realized that I was. And that is what started my healing journey. Well, you know, the, the funny thing you mentioned is you, you did grief counseling first, and then you kind of had someone point you in the direction of talking about some childhood trauma that you were dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, my guest last week, she talked about actually getting to the root cause of, of, of the trauma. Yeah. So I think that's an important piece that most people miss. So yeah. I, I, of course, I will never profess myself to be a professional <laughs> in mental health, right? I'm not that person, but I, I've seen enough mental health cases and things of that nature to understand the the, the root cause of things. So um, when we don't address that type of trauma, like it's one of those things that it can it can repeat itself. And she said it was generational. And I never really thought about it like that, because like I never thought about why people did certain things and how it impacted their family life and things of that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think the one thing for us is, you know, we didn't know we were broken until we were, it was later. Like it wasn't something, um, it wasn't something that, um, that, oh, she, she said that it was uh, basically uh, her grandmother passing is what made her go to grief counseling. Well, and a little background about that, if I can. Yeah. Okay. So the whole grief counseling thing. Um, I was very close to my grandmother. So when I was going through my difficult teenage years, my grandmother was like the person that didn't give up on me. And right. so um, later in her life, when she became ill, I relocated her to my city and I took care of her for the last eight months of her life. Um, she really, you know, died here. And so I grieved her really hard. That was like my first like major loss. And I didn't realize that I was grieving hard. I just thought everybody grieve the same way or grieve the way in which I was grieving, but it was a year later and I was still crying every day. Um, I was losing weight like crazy. I was just super stressed out. And that actually ended in me having like a nervous breakdown. And that's where the grief counseling came in. And then the counseling that ensued after the grief therapy. So 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 when when you got to that point though, you you didn't realize anything was wrong though until anything was wrong so so like I, I guess i guess i think that's the part that makes it difficult to gauge mm-hmm. because we get into the cycles of doing the things that we normally do mm-hmm. and then even a slight change doesn't really trigger anything for us because mm-hmm. we don't really realize that nothing's wrong with us at that point right mm-hmm. so i think that you know for you to get to that point it's still that building block or that block that that took you there yeah um, was a tough one to deal with because again, like you said, that's, that was your rock. That was your solid person. That was a person that never gave up on you. And we're talking about people giving up on people. Like literally, I think pretty much, you know, everybody that we've known has somebody that gave up on them. And we had that one person that actually stayed in their corner. Yeah. And when you lose that person, I think that's the part that like causes you to spiral into another place that you never knew even existed. Mm -hmm. So, um, after the grief counseling, you started to dig deeper into more of the childhood trauma and, and the, you know, drama, the, the trauma that you had as a, as a teenager going into adulthood. Right. Yeah. Um, so after you did that part, like what, what happened in, in that step for the healing journey? Like, how did that start? Because like, it's, it's one thing to go to grief counseling and then go into this one. 
Mm-hmm. How did that start for you? So um, she wanted to start with my earliest memory of my childhood. And I want to say my earliest memory was maybe about three or four years ago. I really didn't have memories prior to that age. And there wasn't really anything traumatic there. The trauma started coming in maybe when I was about 10 or 11. And so after we started discussing certain things, it was my therapist that made me see like the repetitiveness of my decisions um, and just how things were shaping based off previous experiences. And so we were able to piece things together like, okay, you have done X, Y, and Z this many times, and we see that this situation happened. I think there's a correlation there. And so once you kind of see that, think the decisions you were making or even, you know, some of the things that you were doing, some of your actions were based off of a traumatic response, Mm -hmm. that's what makes you be like, wait, so there's something really going on here. And I want to dig deep and get to the bottom of that because I want to make better decisions or I want to be less impulsive or reactive. I was very reactive. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at me like funny, I'm ready to (laughs) explode. Like real quick, like I was that before it was ever a song lyric. I thought I was that girl, and it's but why are you so explosive? Why are you so reactive? What's going on with you that leads you to that type of behavior? And what I've learned in therapy is that a lot of us is starts in childhood, it's things that we don't even think were a traumatic experience. And when Mm -hmm. my therapist told me that I had PTSD. I initially just wrote her off. I was like, okay, then this lady is freaking crazy because you don't have PTSD. That's what soldiers have. Like they've gone to war, you know, they risked their lives for this country. They come back, you know, with PTSD. Not me. Like I haven't been through anything that will give me PTSD. And then we started listing all the things that I've been through. And she was like, there, there is traumatic and trauma is relative, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma, mm-hmm. whatever. However, it translates to you. So something we could have the same experience but be affected different. Absolutely. I started just kind of looking at everything that I had navigated in my life. And I was like, yo, that really was traumatic. And so once we started pulling back those layers is when I really realized that I needed to do my work. I didn't want to be this person anymore. I had been this person my entire life and it was exhausting. You know, I was tired of having to be hard all the time. I wanted to live in a soft era. I wanted to be more gentle, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that with the walls that I had put up to protect myself because of previous experiences. Okay. So, so like that part of it, I think that's one of the hardest barriers to break is like, Mm -hmm. you, you built this person to be who you are over those years. And then you're saying, now I have to rebuild this person again. So. Like I think my 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 real question would be like how did you get to the point of like how how long did it take you to get start the process and how long did it take for the process to, you oh, know, to take yeah. effect? This was like a two and a half year process after um, about a year of grief counseling. So mm-hmm. that was not a quick journey. This entire journey took me almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was in a very specialized therapy once we started pulling back the layers. It's actually mm-hmm. called, I had to look it up so I won't mess up the acronym, but it's called EMDR therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's called eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy. So mm-hmm. what you do is you go back to the traumatic experiences that you have um, gone through. 
and you put yourself in that scenario. And the whole point is for you to kind of go back and get yourself, go back and heal yourself. And then we're going to like lock that away somewhere where it can no longer hurt or harm us because those memories and those experiences are literally in our memory bank hunting us every single day. And we don't even realize it. Mm. Um, so, you know, one of the parts of that um, specific therapy was I was in a very traumatic car accident my senior year of high school. Like it left me physically injured, <laughs> emotionally just, I was all over the place. I still to this day suffer from like chronic anxiety and cars riding with people because the accident was so traumatic. I have, you know, scars on my body 20 years later mm -hmm. from the car accident. I had to put myself back in that moment. And you kind of go back and you grab yourself. Like you, you've left pieces of yourself there. Mm -hmm. And the point is to kind of go back and, and retrieve yourself, go back and save yourself and let yourself know that you are safe and you are well. It's almost like healing your inner child. And that's a big part of, well, it was a big part of my healing journey because a lot of my experiences happened in childhood. Right. The whole process from start to finish took about four years. I was committed. Um, there was days I didn't want to do the work. There was days that I was tired, exhausted. I didn't feel like it was working, but mm. I I stuck with it. And now I'm very proud of who I am, how I show up in the world because of the work that I was committed to. Yeah. So, so like you, you like that, that part of the therapy now that, that had to be something that was tough. Oh, I, I sobbed. Like it wasn't like a cry. I sobbed every single session. Every wow. session. Wow. Because I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about anything that, that could have been traumatic. And then, you know, of course the things that we locked away and, and, Mm -hmm. And how we get to that point, mm -hmm. and then we're like, "Damn, I didn't realize I was really, I was really fucked up." Listen, you know? it's so that therapy is so effective mm -hmm. when you're in that zone because it's almost like um, being semi under like a hypnosis almost because there's like a series of taps that happen and you close your eyes and then. Um, the therapist does whether they do tapping or eye movements. It's just what, however they choose to do their version of that therapy. Mm -hmm. You can literally smell what was going on when that event was happening to you. Wow. Like and see, it's that real where you can feel the goosebumps on your arm. It was it was life changing for me to go back to some of those scenarios and retrieve myself from them, knowing that I am safe and I don't have to stay locked in that place that I've been mm -hmm. for so long. So. Yeah, you know, I, I think that I think that more, more people need to know about that part of it again. So, like, I need you to kind of share that, you know, make sure you share that with your people on social media and also share with us. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, um, like, that part of it is, man, it's hard to put into words because, like, you can't really you can't really formulate the thoughts that you need to get out. And then also, as, as, as somebody you know, is able to tell you how to get back to the point where you can save yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's a, a great form of theory to have. Um, but again, a lot of our people in our community don't know about that type of stuff. And they, yeah. they think that it doesn't work either because they're like, they're like, there's a stigma to it. They're, all, they, they're just trying to find out information about what I'm doing in my house. No, that's not what it is. They're trying to help you. The thing about it, Q, is that a lot of people will feel like, okay, this isn't going to work. You know, I, I'm going to be completely candid. I was an unbeliever in the very beginning of my healing journey. I'm like, how is this going to work? How is this going to heal me? How is this going to, like, quote, unquote, fix me? Mm -hmm. Once I went through the process, 
it's like this. You have two options. You can continue doing what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know that that isn't working because you're living proof that those ways aren't working. Right. Or you can try something different. And in my case, I, I went with the alternative because I just knew I couldn't continue the way that I was going. I, I was tired of being that person. And, the, and what my healing journey is also, I think the biggest thing that I'm taking away from my healing journey is to forgive myself. You know, I, I said all of those things in the beginning, like, yeah, I wasn't a good person. I wasn't making good decisions. I hurt so many people along, you know, the way. Mm. But in reality, I was just doing the best I could with what I had in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I hurt to this day, I'm sorry for it, but I was doing the best I could. And, and oftentimes it was me trying to protect myself is how other people ended up getting hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. And so you have to forgive yourself for that because you were literally doing the best you could with the tools that you had at that time. Mm-hmm. And when you know better, you truly do better. And so I had to go back and forgive myself for so many things and all the people that have kind of got caught up in my drama and got hurt along the way. Mm. I was hurting and we all know hurt people hurt people. people. And that's a cycle that's going to continue until somebody says, no, the buck stops here. And it it stops here in my family. My girls will (laughs) become young adults that will, that will just tread life differently than their mother did because I've, I've done the work to show them different. So, so that, that's, that's, I'm going to switch gears. I'm not going to, well, I'm going to keep it in the same, same um, aspect that you were just talking about. So how did you feel knowing that you were able to successfully get to that point where you were healing yourself and then to be able to successfully translate it to your daughters? Because the young ladies that I see, you know, when you post them, uh, shining examples of something totally different than the young person that I remember. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's it's not a knock, but it's also something that you have to grow into. So, oh, yeah. so like they're those girls are like they're your, they're your twins, but you know they're they're totally different cut from where you were. They are, and and I I acknowledge that every opportunity that I have, you know, <laughs> that they are nothing like I was, and you know I kind of had that fear, like if my kids are gonna be in, like. I, I'm in. Like, I'm gonna have a head full of gray hair before uh, I'm forty because if them kids do half of what I did, I'm, I'm doomed. Like, I don't even stand a chance. And so, every opportunity I get to acknowledge how great they are, mm-hmm. I talk because they are my greatest gift. And I think for me, they didn't have the best version of their mom for so long. Mm-hmm. I was hurting. I was not well. I was just going through so many different motions. And so once I really got my shit together, I was like, no, I'm committed to this journey mm-hmm. and I'm committed to being better and uh, being a better mother to them, a better role model. I apologize to them. And I, I apologize to them just anyway when I drop the ball because there's no manual to motherhood. I'm figuring it out every day. My kids are 18 and 14. And I'm still just like, I'm winging it. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> No earthly idea of what I'm doing. I'm winging it every single day. And so when I miss the mark, when I drop the ball, I apologize. But once I really started on my journey, I was honest and open with them about it. And I was like, mommy is going to therapy. You know, there's some things that I need to, you know, correct. There's some behaviors that need attention. I want to be better, not just for you guys, but even for myself. I want to show up differently in the world. And so Mm -hmm. I 
very transparent with them that I was going to therapy. Um, and along the journey, I apologized to them for not being the mother that they deserve. Oh, wow. Because you they deserve who I was for so many years. You know, the funny thing is you mentioned you apologize to them for not being the mother they deserve. The the um, licensed clinical um, social worker that I had on here last week, she, she mentioned that forgiveness is not about the person in, in general. It's about forgiving, you know, the act of not being a better parent or, you know, that part of it. And exactly. like to hear you say that again, like that's a powerful point that we need to drive home for everybody yeah. is forgive, forgive the act, not the person. Yeah. Because if you forgive the person, it's it doesn't do anything for you. You have to forgive the act. So the thing about it, we're human. So people are going to constantly disappoint us, right? Because we're not perfect. But acknowledging that I know I wasn't showing up as the mother that they needed, the mother that they deserved, I just helped them see that, yo, know, she understands, you know, and she's willing to do the work to do better for us. And ever since that day, I've just been committed to that plan and I'm I'm very honest and transparent with them, and I feel like now that they have the mother that they they need, mm -hmm. um, my kids are like polar opposites, and I'm able to be flexible with both of them because I I'm so close to my girls that mm -hmm. I show up for them differently. My old my oldest daughter she needs a lot of love and attention and affection. My youngest daughter is like, Ugh, you know, you can kind of stay over there. I don't need all of that. Right. But because I'm on my healing journey, I understand what they both need and I meet them where they are. Nice, nice. So um, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, because, because, you know, like the healing journey en encompasses a lot of things, right? So what are some of the things that you did outside of the therapy part of it to change the way you thought about things and the way you see things? Because we talk about, you know, how music is healing. We talk about how writing is healing. We talk about you know, just being able to talk about certain things is healing. But what did you do personally for yourself to, to get to that point? I, I did a, I have like a, a plethora of things that I did. So. Give me the top three. Top three. How about that? Top three. Oh, that's hard. Q, let's see. Come on. CB, you're supposed to know the top three things. I know the top three, right? But some of them are like tied. So it's like two in one position and three. Right. You got time. You got time. Go ahead. So. What I did first was I I got back to who I was at my core. I've always been a nerd. Like to this day, I am a nerd. I'm probably the nerdiest person you know. I'm a <laughs> long learner. I love learning. I love reading. I love writing. And I just realized that for so many years that wasn't a part of my life anymore mm -hmm. because so many other things were taking precedence. And so I was like, I'm getting back to the basics. And so I got back to the things that used to bring me joy. Like mm -hmm and writing. I kind of just went back to the beginning, like, girl, you used to write, you know, poetry and short stories and all of these things. And when is the last time you wrote? You haven't written in years. Like, go sit down and write. So I started writing again. And that was a huge part of my healing journey because I was able to express myself on paper. Mm -hmm. Like one thing to type a note on your laptop or in your phone, but to actually stroke a piece of paper with the pen, is just a different feeling. And so I started writing again. Music is always my go-to. I'm old school, so, you know, give me some Anita Baker, some Sade. That's mm -hmm. my vibe, right? Um, I cut people off. Mm. That was super important to my healing journey because I couldn't mm -hmm. keep around me while I was becoming a different person because mm -hmm. 
people didn't support <laughs> this new version of me. You mm. know, some people who are only attracted to your brokenness mm. realize that they can't they can't stay around. Like you have to separate yourself from those people who want to keep you in the same place that you've already been. And so I'm estranged from a lot of my family, mm -hmm. um, family members that I have not spoken to in years because they add more stress to my life than is than I need or that I want. Um, I cut friends off. I cut associates off. I, mm -hmm. I just really came into myself. Um, you know, I went through a divorce during this whole process. Let's be realistic. This was not an yeah. easy thing to do. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, okay, so I just need to go to therapy, cut toxic people off, read some books and nope. listen. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's not that easy at all. And so sure. navigating those things. And what else did I do? Oh, and I meditate and I do yoga. All right. So um I'm a I'm a novice when it comes to meditation and yoga. So you're gonna have to help me out here. So like your meditation process like is it something you do daily in the morning and night or is it like all I wake, as soon as i wake up before my feet hit the floor i think people think like self-care and meditation is some big act mm -hmm. it's not it's literally just checking in with yourself before you check in with the world so mm -hmm. before i jump on social media to see what's going on on instagram before i check my emails in the morning i check in with myself mm in complete silence i clear my thoughts and i just take deep breaths in and out for maybe five to ten minutes or however long my body tells me that i need to and that's what it is for me it's not this grand scale act that I, that takes up an hour of my morning no it's before i check in with the world i check in with myself nice you know yeah. what i think most most people need to do that like we we have we have been programmed and i think i mentioned this on a couple of um guest appearances that i did before mm -hmm. um we, we have to stop living in the social media net because that's not the end all be all for everybody you can't it's so whitewashed and phony and it's not even realistic and so we are just making every waking moment about people that we may know or may not know and it's like yo but what are you feeling in this moment have you even checked in with yourself like exactly. if you experienced something yesterday that's still weighing heavy on you today you're not even processing that because you're trying to see what's popping on instagram no check in with yourself first and so i wake up early every morning between 5 5 30 a.m every morning whether i need to be up that early or not mm -hmm. and i check in with myself it's literally the first thing that i do Every let me write that down. Like I, I gotta have it right now when my guests say sometimes, so I'm gonna write that down. So I gotta check in with myself before I get on social media. Is what you say. Check in with the world. All right, check in almost check, check in. Or that's my definition of like self-care and meditation. It's what I do, it's a practice that just comes so naturally to me now that I do it when I'm not feeling well, I do it when I'm busy, I do it on vacation, I do it when I'm out of town. It's just, it's who I am. And it, it helps me to just know that I'm starting my day fresh because I've checked in with myself. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm um, going through in that moment. I know what, you know, what my mind feels like, what my heart is feeling like. And now I can get up and conquer my day. So that's how I start every day with checking in with myself. You know, that that's something I probably will have to adopt and to, because I, I feel like I've, I've done a good job of, um, of, of actually self-care for myself. Yeah. You know, like mentally, I, I do things where I, I kind of shut down. And lately, I haven't been doing it as much mm -hmm. because I've been so preoccupied with 
business and work and life, you know. So sometimes I do forget to check in with myself and I need to probably get back to that practice, right? It's life changing. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, and I think what I've recently discovered is um, for me, like I need silence sometimes. Yeah. Because my brain just keeps going and it mm -hmm. just keeps doing these things that it wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to sit in silence in yeah. darkness. Like I'll, I'll find myself just sitting like, um, my homeboy will come over. He'll be like, yo, why is it so dark in here? I'm like, cause I'm still decompressing from the day. I need to get my Zen together. Mm -hmm. and I need to get my balance right for my energy and everything like that. And I'm not going to be out here, you know, preaching like I'm a spiritual guru and nothing like that. But what I'm saying is sometimes when I get to that point where I've, I felt like I've taken in enough, I need to release all of that shit. And, um, that's, those are the days that I, you know, like I, I enjoy the most. Yeah. I also like being able to talk to people who have that similar type of thought process. Yeah. And the fact that you are a person that I've known for the, I can't even, I'm not gonna put a number on the years because we do that. We'll start, we'll start putting our age out there. Um, but, but you know, like we don't look like the journey that we've been through for the most part. So that's the blessing. Um, I say it all the time. I do not look like what I've been through. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Um, so. Grateful for that. <laughs> no, and you gotta be. You gotta be grateful because one. I mean, literally. You know. I mean, a couple of gray hairs here and there for me is 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 seasoning for me. It's cool. Well, you know, okay. I don't want to brag, but you know, under this very nice wig, there's not one gray hair. I just want to say. <laughs> you know what? Selfish plug. Don't do that. I just want to say. You know. But I am a little older though, so don't do that. Don't do that. This much, but okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know, um, but like literally, man. Like we're talking about, uh, you know, the things that we do to heal. So mm -hmm. then we go back into like so. Let's let's um, let's get back into the yoga part. So okay. how long have you been doing yoga? Like how long? When did you start doing that? It was a suggestion from my therapist um, and from my PCP, from my primary care physician, um, that it just kind of helps you. It helps your body. It's so it's so good for not just your mind, but for your body mm. um, to just relax and to become like coming to yourself. And so like you don't have to be an expert like you can do chair yoga. Like there's yoga that you can do while we're sitting in these chairs. Really? Um, yeah, there's chair yoga. I always tell people, if you start small, you know, just Google like yoga for beginners and just start with one or two poses and just do what feels natural and what feels comfortable. You don't have to try to master all the poses. It's not about who's the best yoga, or like yogi. No, it's like what feels good to you, what comes natural to you and just stress chain and, and drinking water and like releasing toxins from your body is so important too, because we can talk about this healing journey all we want, and that's fine. But also, it's what we're putting in our bodies, mm -hmm. what we're listening to, it's what we're digesting. It's so many things that create these scenarios that make it hard for us to heal and make these um, like these uh, cycles of toxicity just keep reoccurring. Because mm -hmm. you can do yoga and meditate every morning, but if you're not doing anything else to please your temple, to honor your temple, mm -hmm. Then it's really like, what are you really doing? Oh wow! So it's like it all comes; it's all encompassing. You have to do it's a bunch of moving parts, and you're not going to always get it right, right? We're going to miss the mark because hey, that's what we do. We're human, but you have to take pieces from every 
aspect of it and incorporate it into your life. And that's when you're really starting to see those changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's pause on the healing for just one second. All right. Let's talk about um, one of one of your businesses. Uh, you said you had it was dealing with travel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work for a luxury um, travel company catered so, to women. So, how did you get into that part of it? Like, what, what 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 drew you to that? So, it was just someone that I discovered on social media years ago, just randomly, and I'm like, yo, her aesthetics are dope. I love what she's about. Like, her brand is like. Speaking my language, it's luxury for black women. Like her brand is basically luxury is my birthright. And I'm just like, it is. I I I, I like luxury, right? And so I'm part of her community, um, which is called Breathe by Om Noir. I was just a community member. And then one day she asked for volunteers for her newsletter. Mm-hmm. I volunteered because I love to write. Words are my thing. Um, so I started writing newsletters and stuff for her business. And she said, well, listen, you know, I think I have, you know, the budget to bring you on full time. Would you want to work for me? And I'm like, sure. Like it comes so naturally for me to cater to black women that it doesn't feel like work. What we do every day is show um, black women and women of color another way. You don't have to work yourself to death. Mm-hmm. You do not have to overextend yourself. But you can take time out for yourself. You can travel. You can see the world. We can do these workshops. And we hold um, virtual retreats as well as retreats all over the world. Like she's in Peru right now doing a site visit for a future retreat that we're trying to plan. Um, Going to Brazil in October, we go all over the world and we give women of color an opportunity to just be. You're not a Mm -hmm. white. You're not a mother, you're not an employee, you're not a CEO, you are just a black woman woman existing in this space. And so that work is like some of my proudest moments. Okay, and so <clears throat> did that have anything to do with you getting into the um, the podcasting as well, or is it something to separate? Well, podcasting prior to working um, for that company, the podcast was also um, a part of my healing journey. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was the homage to my grandmother. That's why it's called the Lavender Woman. Her favorite color was purple. And oh. so I did it kind of in memory of my grandmother. And my therapist felt it would be a uh, a safe space to just talk about the things and the matters of my heart. And she felt like it would connect with women. And it does. I have listeners all over the world. You know, and, and that's the part that, that made me want to bring you on because I'm just getting back into it. Mm-hmm. But listening to your voice is like one of those ones. It's it's weird because I know you, and then when I hear you on the like, because yours is audio only right now. Yeah. And listening to you on your audio, I'm like, man, she sounds so calm and zen right now. Like this is my thing, yo. And I was like, this is this is her calling. This is space. So, um, how do you feel about you know the fact that you know I, I brought you on video tonight? I, I got you in, in video form and. I know you're you're not a person that shies away from actually the camera. So when when you came on, how did you feel that you were going to take it? Like, did you feel like it was going to be a step outside of your comfort zone or what? You know, I don't shy away from the camera. I've done, you know, some photography and some model work in my younger years. I don't shy away from the camera. But i be in my house ugly and peace. You know, I don't <laughs> Up together to come up here tonight. I'm like, Lord, I can't be up here with like a stretched out white beater on with some sweats. I'll be in my house chilling, ugly in peace. And I'm like, 
I got a representative. I'm coming up here. I got to put on some good clothes and, you know, some jewelry. Got to make sure my hair is, you know, laid and my part is yeah. stuff. But, you know, <laughs> the thing about it is I want to get into visual with my podcast this year. So this is just pushing me into that. It's just propelling me. I don't back down from a challenge. So Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, you never have. And, and you know, that's the part that, that makes you unique for the fact that you were able to go through anything that you went through and the trauma and all that stuff and, and come through it and come through it looking like a million bucks at this point. Yeah. Listen, what the world tell us that you will go through the fire and you won't smell like smoke. I hold true to that because I have been through the fire. Like mm -hmm. people don't even know people only know what I tell them, right? Absolutely. To tell, like the real deal story of my life, it will catch so many people off guard. Like they will have no idea that I've endured the things that I've endured, that I've gone through the experiences that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. like, I, I'm here today. Um, I'm proud of the woman that I am. I'm proud of how I show up in the world. I'm honored to have been given the grace to still be here um, and the opportunity to help heal others along their journey. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I'm proud of you too, sis. You know, like seriously, like, Literally, you know, again, like just, you know, being brought up in the same area and, you know, you know, coming through the same, uh, you know, things that we probably didn't share with anybody else, you know, those types of things. Um, our journeys are similar, but not the same. Yeah. Like, always. Right. Yeah. But there are some places that, you know, we go and we're like, man, you know, people won't understand where we've been. Nope. So. I appreciate you being able to articulate that part for us tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I wanted to say that I listened to your podcast again. Like, I, I listened to it and I just like, man, I, I got to tell other people about it. So I told a couple people about it, you know, and I was like, yo, just when you come on here, just be yourself. And I wanted you to do that. So you've yeah. done that for me tonight. We're not getting off here anytime soon. We got probably about another good 15, 20 minutes or so. No, probably like 15 minutes. But um, what I wanted to do was I wanted to get back to kind of a little bit more of the healing stuff. Okay. All right. So when, once you realized you were healed and when you started to go back around or when you never, you probably never went back around those people, did you? I was going to say, but let me interrupt you on that because you never fully arrived. Okay. It's well, not person walking this earth that's heal but we're constantly healing it's like a continuous journey so yeah all right so once you once you got to a certain stage of the healing for yourself mm -hmm. did you ever think back and say man i need to tell the people that were in my life about that part or did you just say forget it it depends on the person and the situation mm -hmm. uh, there were some things that i felt like i needed to go back and address mm -hmm. because was important to me to do that it was almost like i'm um, taking my my power back right mm -hmm. because there's been some some people that kind of like held power over me for so many years because of different things that took place mm -hmm. but with others it was just like they don't even deserve for me to go back and address this like i'm 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 over that person that scenario i'm just moving forward and people know when you're done with them like they know when you are done, when you have washed your hands with them, and mm -hmm. I wash my hands with a ton of people, and they feel it every day of their life. And so, <laughs> um, I guess it depends on the person, the scenario, the experience. If you feel like it needs to be addressed, address it. If you feel like it doesn't, then don't. 
do whatever feels good and natural to you. And so I kind of handled it both ways. Okay. So um, I know I don't want to get too too further, too much further into that conversation, but what I'll say is this. I'm going to ask you this. Like, okay. how did it feel to join me on this wind down Wednesday though? Like, cause like, it's feel like, I, I feel like we just got the chance to vibe out and like, it feel like we're just like sitting on the phone, just talking like, like old times or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I always wanted to feel that way. And I always want to feel like we were releasing something from the first part of the week and heading into the weekend with a, with a, with a start that's going to be great for us. So do you feel like that you did that on this wind down Wednesday with us tonight? definitely feel like we accomplished that. You know, when I first got up here, I was like, look, can I cuss? What can I say? What can I say? Be yourself. And so because we've known each other for so long, you know, this just feels like, you know, a casual conversation with my homeboy because that's what this really is. And I'm going to put some business out there. I'm about to put you out there for a second. Do not. Do not. I'm going to put you out there real quick because we actually used to talk all the time. We were so much closer than I got a man and Q don't be hitting me up no more. <laughs> Why you gotta put that out there? Don't be bugging but, like that. Like you know, we've known each other for what twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, like since like ninety six, right? Yep, ninety six, ninety six. So on there, yeah, it's been a really long time, and I'm just like, so it I, wasn't. It wasn't personal. It wasn't. I was. I was doing my own. I was doing my own thing. That's all. And you know. but I'm just joking. But um, yeah, it's like, and I think this is so. This conversation is so important. Not just the topic, but for me to be having it with you, it's because you knew that version of me back then. Right. Right. <laughs> wow, child, the explosive girl. Like you knew her, and now to see this one. This one. Yeah, to see this one, I think it's a full circle moment because you can literally say, yo, I knew her in this life and now I get to, you know, know her in this one. And it and and the, the journey speaks for itself. I'm I'm nothing like who I was when I was broken, you know. Right. And, and so that's the thing that 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 really wanted that I really wanted to bring back to full circle because like one for me, like you said, I, I knew you when we when you were broken, and yeah. we probably were both were broken at the time. Yeah, but we didn't know it. Didn't so know. We, we went our separate ways, and then all of a sudden we came back around, and we you know we reconnected, and it was cool. Yeah, but to tell that story is something that could touch anybody else out here. So the the reason that I wanted to do the quiet storm is I wanted to have people. What? Oh. Okay, got it. I, I'm sorry. My my producer was texting me something. Oh yeah. All right. So like really, I, I really just wanted to make sure that you know I, I'm able to share the story with at least one person. Yeah. The, the the reason that I wanted to do this is to be able to touch at least one person. So even even if just one person is sitting there on wine that Wednesday with their wine or their juice or whatever their smoothie or whatever it is that they drink their water, whatever it is, they just chilling out, relaxing listening to us talk and being able to relate to some part of what we say. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate that part. And I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do this because I know you got some, you know, hectic times coming up for you. So in the next couple of weeks, yeah. you know, my girl going to be out of town. She can be doing her thing with her boo thing. Mm her -hmm. uh, daughter's going to college in, a, in wow. two weeks. It's about to be a wrap, man. So, um, 
you know, I know she got she got old lady be- bedtime, so it's almost nine o'clock. Let me make sure I get up out of here. But I get my sleep. Okay, let's be clear. But no, like seriously though, Q, I think the goal is always like if if your work can just touch one person, right? And so Absolutely. I would just I would just tell anybody, just start where you are. Don't feel like you have to reach a certain point in your life. My mom is 60, how old am I? So she's 66. Mm -hmm. And my mom started going to therapy last year because I advocate for therapy (laughs) every day of my life and almost every conversation that I have with people. And so what that did was me going back and healing some things from my childhood made me and my mom have to have some really hard conversations, right? Right. And when we had those difficult conversations, she realized that a lot of things were going on that we just kind of swept under the rug and it didn't it wasn't beneficial to anybody. And so my mom is in therapy now. And I don't think that would be the case if I hadn't done the work that I've done. Um, because my family was are not advocates for therapy, they are not supporters of therapy, but she saw the change in me and she saw who I was when I came out on the other side of my trauma. And so mm-hmm. She's going back and she's healing the broken parts of her. And we are probably tighter now than we've ever been in my whole life. And so those are that's how you break the cycle, right? That's how you stop the curse that's on your family. You have to not just keep it to yourself. You don't heal and just keep the information to yourself. No, you heal and you share it with others. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful moment. So what I want to say to you is this, man. Like, you are probably the craziest person that I know on the flip side of things, but like the calm side of you, I don't know who she is. So I don't know if I like her or not yet, but no, (laughs) um, but no real talk, man. Like you, you know, she's only been around for several years. She has got to grow on me. She got to grow on me. But like literally, man, you, you have, um, you have imparted your wisdom and your journey on my people's ears tonight. And you know, hopefully, you know, once we once we get everything popping again, you know, like if I do a live event when I come to VA, you know, maybe you can chop it up with us and, you know, we'll do like some some just random spoken event out there, you know, whatever it is. And maybe you can share some of your poetry, some of your writing or whatever, you know, that you can share. This is my work. So I, I tap in every opportunity that I have. This is how we're going to help our people, you know, each one teach one. So we, we just have to do our part. Absolutely. And and with that being said, um, if there's any events that you know of that are going on that we, you know, probably can link up on, like our legacy media and myself, uh, you know, the Quiet Storm show, we got about three shows, other shows going on right now. We're probably going to have about five coming in the fall. But, you know, anything that we, you know, that, that any events that we can get tied on to that you know of, tap us in. We'll be we'll be there. You know, what I mean, it's only a three or four hour drive for us from from Maryland to to VA, we pop it up, you know, do our thing and then roll about it in. But um, I really wanted to thank you tonight, man, for coming in and sharing your truth with everybody and also being as you as possible. And I love that. Thank you so much, CB. Um, before we gotta get before we get out of here, we gotta pay some bills, you know. So um, I think we have a quick commercial break real quick, man. Um, I'm going to toss it to, uh, well, actually, it's going to be an advertisement package. And then we have um, all of the flyers that you've seen that I've, that I've had on my page and everything like that have been done by True Weight Designs. 
Um, but we also have some advertising packages. So producer, you want to go ahead and drop that up there real quick for me? All right, so that was my advertisement packages, but I, I'll put the flyer and everything in my um, in my social media groups. So you'll see it on the IG page. You'll see it on my uh, Facebook group. So if you're not a part of the Facebook group, join today. Bring a friend or bring Ted. I'm cool with it. But CB, I want to say uh, if you have any final words you want to share with the people before we get up out of here, I got about I got about five minutes left or so, but. Um, any other final thoughts that you have that you want to share with the people? Um, I think my word for this season is alignment. So just make sure that what you're doing aligns with who you are, whether that's your work, whether that's your partner, um, activities you participate in, because what's going to happen is until you heal those things, you're just going to keep running into the same people in different bodies. So just make sure you're doing the work to be aligned. And so, yeah, that's my word for this season. It's alignment. Alignment. I like alignment. Um, and, you know, I was I was looking at something the other day, and it was, it was weird because, um, what's her name? Miss uh, Tapper the Brown? Yes. Oh, I love Auntie she's like, she's like you, you haven't had a you season yet. And I was like, wait. Excuse me, you are you talking to me? <laughs> you know, I feel like she was really talking, like because the way she talks, it feels like coming like out of the camera. And she's sitting on your couch talking to you. Absolutely. So, to the people out there listening right now, figure out what your U season is. Yeah. Get to that point mm -hmm. and understand that your U season doesn't have to be for everybody. Right. And so, I'm taking her words and I'm kind of add my little spin on it, but you know. It's been a great night. And again, it's been a pleasure to speak to a childhood friend and a woman that has grown into someone that is, you know, leaps and bounds from where she was. I thank you so much for all of your sharing and all of the things that you have shared with the people. Um, but I'm going to sign off a little early tonight, producer. So I'm going to go ahead and say, um, at this point, you know, I Legacy Media is who we are. We are I Legacy Media. We are a media company. If you want to reach out to us, we have um, our email address is ilegacymedia3 at gmail.com. And if you have any stories or any things that you want to reach out to us about, um, business opportunities, things of that nature, like advertising, uh, sponsorships, and things of that nature. And also, we just recently um, finished up uh, with a school uh, classroom drive um, for the Eastern Shore kids. Um, uh, we uh, sponsored a couple of uh, things to send out to them um, from Amazon and stuff like that. So we, to furnish their classroom and things like that. But also visit our website at iLegacyMedia at um, iLegacyMedia.com. But also make sure you follow up on um, the shows that come on. We have the threesome show with my boy DJ Teflon. I mean, I'm sorry, Dr. Teflon Don, the unlicensed sex therapist. <laughs> um, True Wakes comes back next week. Uh, with uh, Miss Amanda Austin, um, you have uh, opportunities to join us anytime you want, sis. Um, so we're only a, um, a, a internet connection away um, or a phone call away if you need us. I think we need to do a part two to this episode because I got some. I need to talk my talk about marriage and relationships. So you let me know when I can come back because that's going to be the episode that's going to free some people. Okay. Oh, you know what? Um, as a matter of fact, um, after your vacation, so we'll we'll set it for the middle of September if you don't mind. 
I'll, I'll get you some date and look at your calendar for me. Busy for the next several weeks, but I'm gonna make time for for this because it's important, right? But yeah. Yeah, we need to address relationships. Like we need to talk about it. We need to have a candid conversation about it, and I'm willing to have that conversation. So let's do it. I'm, hey, since I'm with you on that 100. But um, again, this has been your boy, Mr. Q, tonight, and my girl, CB, Miss Webb, Candace Webb over here, doing her thing, living life luxuriously, lavishly, living it up. All the things, all the things. <laughs> everything, everything. So, producer, um, all I have to say is, man, we only got one place to go, and that's what? All the way up. Let's get it. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Hey!